Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. We just have two more classes, this and next week, and my goodness, I, I, uh, there's a couple classes that it's like, what do, I, what do I do? I can't put them in there. But we'll just have to do what we can. Uh, so I kind of had to skip over a few things that I had wanted to do, and I, I believe it's really important. This is one of my favorite messages, to be honest with you. I mean, they're all my favorite. Because, uh, but we're going to be talk, starting to talk about the ministry of Jesus. And we talked about the Abrahamic covenant. We've mentioned that for the last several weeks because God counted uh, Abraham's faith as righteousness. Amen. And it wasn't because of the law, because Abraham became before the law, and he put his faith out there. And uh, in Romans 4.13, it says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. In other words, because he was obedient to use his faith and to trust God. Amen. And as we're obedient to use our faith and to trust God, he accounts it to our righteousness. And obedience and faith work hand in hand. So being obedient to the plan of God in your life, not just coming to church because pastors ask you to, but coming because God is saying, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints. And you're coming to healing class, amen. And you're coming to church and you're getting fed the word of God. And you're, you're faithful to talk to people about Jesus, who he leads and guides and directs you to. You're faithful to have an atmosphere at home. You're obedient to raise your kids, not with a passive attitude of, oh, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever, you know, if they want to come to church or not. But you're obedient. It all works hand in hand. And if we're not leading our lives at home, if we're not helping to train and teach our children at home, if we're not using righteousness and doing things right at work, it's going to affect our faith in every area of our life. Amen? So obedience and faith go hand in hand. And Abraham was faithful to, to say, here, you can have my son, God. He was faithful to use his faith, and because of that, he, uh, God called him Abraham, the father of many nations. Sarai became Sarah, uh, the mother. <laughs> Amen. And we are, are looking at his faith and growing as a result of it from the Word of God. Now, in Romans 10, uh, verse 6, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of a foundation because we'll get into uh, the ministry of Jesus today. And what was the emphasis of his ministry? And you might, you want to listen up. Because Jesus paved the way for redemption. And Jesus paved the way for how we minister today. His earthly ministry is how we are to minister to others. Amen. Now, we've been emphasizing Jesus lives inside of us. Realize that when Jesus was on the earth, he hadn't redeemed man yet. But it was an example of how we minister to others. And it was an example of the anointing here on the earth. Jesus was here, but now he is still on the earth, but he lives inside of us through the Spirit of God. That's where we get the the wording, the Spirit of Christ. Because Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, all the Godhead. Amen. So Jesus said, I can't go. I mean, you're going to be glad that I go because the Spirit comes. In other words, the Spirit comes and lives inside of us as we say, Jesus, you're my Lord, and redemption is ours. 
So in his earthly ministry, he had not redeemed man yet, but he had given an example of how we minister, what? The anointing, which is the Spirit of Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, we'll start out Proverbs 4.20. This is our key scripture. This is divine healing and health for today. My son in Amplified. My son, attend to my words. And and we'll get to Romans 10. Stick around there. Uh, My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. In other words, be obedient uh, to look at my word and do my word. Verse 21, let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. So let's find some things out about the ministry of Jesus and why it's so important and impactive for us today. We know again, we've been redeemed already. Jesus went on the cross and through his death, burial, and resurrection, we have healing. So we really don't need people to lay hands on us. That's okay if you have it in your heart to go forth and have that point of contact in faith. Uh, But really, that was the ministry of Jesus to show us how to minister the anointing to others that don't know about him. Amen. So we have the laying on of hands ministry. We have the ministry of praying for the sick. And next week, we're going to talk more about the different ways that Jesus ministered. We're going to talk more about how uh, the different ways that we can minister healing and the different ways that we can either agree with somebody or pray in faith. Amen. But I'm emphasizing, if you had not noticed, but I am emphasizing Jesus lives inside of you. Now, it doesn't mean you can't come forward and have hands laid on you, but you don't need to. What I, I'm not saying you can't. I said you don't need to. There's, there's different things. If the Lord's leading you to go forth, then you need to. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, but we're emphasizing Jesus lives inside of us. And any time we can say over our body, by Jesus' stripes, I am already healed. I claim it by faith. And then we just keep saying it. We keep saying it. We keep saying it. Okay? In Romans 10, verse 6, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Remember, through righteousness of faith, Abraham, it was accounted to him. Well, what is the righteousness of faith? Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. This is verse 6. That is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. In other words, Christ doesn't need to be here. Do you understand? His burial, he already died. He already took sin and sickness on himself. We don't need to bring him back down to do it all over again. If he's your Lord and Savior, he lives inside of you. And through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection... That's what it's saying. You don't need to say, Jesus, you need to be here. He is here. And he's a vessel working through you if you allow him to. You don't even need to say, I need a man. Because you have the man living inside of you. Verse 8, but what does it say? The word is near you. This is what faith is. This is the righteousness of faith. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we said that word saved means freed, redeemed, a soundness of mind, healing of body, wholeness, whatever you need. Redeemed from destruction, redemption and saved have the same 
have the same meanings. Uh, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth. And it's unto, you could say healing, because salvation is healing. Amen. Uh, Verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Sorry, we just read that. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, remember... Abraham, it was accounted to him for righteousness because he was like his father God. And the, the father God, Genesis 1 and 1, called those things that be not as though they were. Amen. So we call now because we're redeemed in the name of Jesus. So we say, we speak our faith in the name. Amen. We come to the father in the name of Jesus. Uh, Verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Now we're, we're working up to the ministry of Jesus. But let's turn that scripture around. Pastor Jay uh, has oftentimes done this and it, it sheds light on it. Let's start with verse 15. Those who are, if they're not sent, then they're not able to preach. If they're not able to preach, then we can't hear. If we don't hear, then we won't be able to believe. And if we're not able to believe, we're not able to call. All right? So you need a preacher. You you need a sent one. But we're all... Uh, to be preachers of the gospel, really. Now, I'm not talking about the five-fold ministry gift offices, but we all are to share the word of God with others. We are to share salvation. We are to share healing. All right? Jesus preached the word. People heard the word. People believed the word. They called or spoke faith in Jesus' name. So I'm going to say that one more time. Jesus preached the word. People heard the word. People believed the word. They called or spoke faith in Jesus' name. All right? Christ was the ultimate example of teaching, preaching, and healing. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we're talking about healing comes by hearing. Really, we're talking about ministering to others because you already have healing. You already have it. But listen to this. So then faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing. So we know that we all have a measure of faith, but that faith is built upon by the word of God. All right? It grows because we hear the word of God. Romans 10, 17 in the Amplified, and this will take us in again to the ministry of Jesus. So faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. So Romans 10, 17 in the Amplified, one more time. So faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. Messiah means anointed one. Jesus paved the way for redemption and the healing ministry in the new covenant by teaching, preaching, and healing. And don't ever forget that. Teaching, preaching, and healing. You can't 
minister healing effectively to anyone without sharing the word to them. So if you're just giving them a testimony, that's great and that's fine, but show them where it is in the word of God. I'm appalled at hearing uh, uh, that speakers today, so-called supposed to be faith speakers, uh, just giving their testimony, but they're not sharing scriptures. And in some cases, even being told, don't share, don't share scriptures, you want to be politically correct. You know, but, but and we may not understand the ins and outs of that. I'm not trying to put anybody down, but I'm saying the scripture should be first. Amen. People don't get healed on your testimony. That should help them see how it's working, but it's through the word of God, not just warm, fuzzy testimonies. All right? So, so don't ever forget that. Don't ever be ashamed of sharing the word of God. Somebody, uh, what's about, yeah, just give me, give me some warm fuzzies, you know. Tell me some good stuff. The only thing that you emphasize and you, you put the, the foundation of healing is on the word of God. If you're ashamed to carry your Bible, don't be ashamed. Whip it out and show them, okay? Don't thump it over their head. Now let's go to Luke chapter 4. So Jesus' teaching, preaching, and healing ministry started in the power of the Spirit of God. Messiah means anointed, remember? Romans 10, 17 in the Amplified, we'll read that while you're turning there said, so faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself, or the anointed one. Well, how was he anointed? I'm glad you asked. In Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 1, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, Luke 4, verse 1, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Now let's go on down to verse 13. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. In other words, the devil will come back and try to trip you up. Uh, so you better be in the power of the Holy Ghost, you better be praying in the Spirit, and you better be a person of the Word. So that you're ready, like Jesus was. He's our example. Verse 14, then Jesus returned in what? The power of the Spirit. That's why it's so important for us to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be praying in tongues on a daily basis, and the power of the Spirit as a result of the Word, the anointing of the Word of God being in us. All right? I've seen people get filled with the Holy Ghost just reading the Word. And then they get, they get to bubbling over. Then Jesus returned to the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding area. What was that news about? Well, we have evidence that it was news of his teaching, preaching, with authority, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let's, on, let's go down to verse 31. Skipping some things, we'll go back. But verse 31 says, Then he went down, Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with what? Power, uh, or it means authority. Uh, so uh, the, the news that they were hearing in that region was that Jesus was teaching, preaching with authority and with anointing. Verse 15, Luke 4, 
He taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, as his custom was, Jesus was a person of the word. He emphasized the word first. You have the word first, then you minister healing. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that a church like our church, where we've constantly been preaching and teaching, sometimes the Holy Ghost will move and, and, and deal with us to minister by the gifts of the Spirit or minister healing or what have you. But, but you have a foundation. We've been preaching the Word. So we're not, emphasizing, we're not emphasizing laying on of hands. We're not emphasizing ministry. We're emphasizing the Word first. All right? Jesus was a person of the Word, as his custom was. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. He was a person of the word. Verse 17, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. This was the basis of Jesus' ministry. Uh, Dad Hagen, whom we adhere to as our spiritual father for many years, and he passed away in 2003, uh, the Lord came to him uh, in, in a dream. And actually said, and it bears out in the scriptures, uh, you, can, you can read this because I go by the scripture. I don't go just by what somebody say they had a dream, but I believe what Dad Hagen was saying bears out in the scripture. Jesus said that I emphasize, I preached this wherever I went. And that bears out. What did he preach? In verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, he's anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In a mouthful, that means salvation. That means redemption. Jesus was preaching the message of redemption, but redemption was encapsulated in Jesus Christ. And then when he went to the cross, he took our sin, he took our sickness, he took our poverty, he, he took our oppression of mind. Amen. And therefore now we can go and minister. And we'll see in Mark 16 that he delegated that authority to us. Amen. So where are we in verse 20? Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What does that mean? It meant, in other words, today I'm functioning in and performing this ministry that has been prophesied. Today it's fulfilled. We say it will come to pass. What we're believing for, right? Well, for years it had been prophesied. For years we'd seen types and shadows, and we've been talking about that in, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament. But Jesus is saying, today it's being fulfilled. You're seeing it. You're seeing the promise that the fathers of faith wanted to see of redemption. Okay? In verse 31, then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Mark 6, you can turn there. Again, we are to be teachers of the word. Teachers, preachers, or if you're not giving to teaching or preaching, you share the word. You talk the word. You don't have to have a a preaching anointing to just sit down and share the word with somebody. Well, I want to tell you, About Jesus, huh? Okay, they might think you're a little weird. 
just to get it across. You might, uh, in the natural, feel a little timid, a little afraid, but just one-on-one, maybe having coffee or something with somebody, you share the word, you expound the scriptures to them, and then you can either pray for them uh, or minister healing to them through the laying on of hands. Amen. Verse 53, Mark 6, 53. I hope you're writing these scriptures down because... When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the, the people recognized him, ran through the whole surrounding region, and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. So what were they hearing? Uh, they were hearing that people were coming and they were getting healed, but there was, there was a tangible anointing because the Spirit of the Lord is upon this man. They were hearing that he was preaching uh, that you can be rich. He was preaching that you you don't have to be brokenhearted. He was preaching that that there's liberty for the captives. He was preaching there's there's freedom from oppression. There's freedom from sickness and disease. Okay? That's what they were hearing because that's what they had faith for. You're going to have faith for what you hear. So if you hear that it's not God's will to heal today, that's what you're going to have faith for. That's why you can't be attending a church that is teaching contrary to the Word of God. Now, I'm not talking about just little things or just uh, some little opinions that don't amount to much. I'm talking about basic scriptures, foundational truths, like redemption. That's major. We need to be hearing Uh, financial prosperity, we need to be hearing healing, we need need to be hearing uh, freedom from oppression of mind. You know, it ought not be that the pastor just sends you off to the psychologist. I'm not saying psychologists are wrong. I'm just saying they need to teach you how to keep it through the Word of God. They need to teach you that through Jesus, He took your oppression of mind. Now, if you get your thoughts in line with the Word of God and speak to Him and use your authority, that stuff will change. Amen? And I understand that there are chemical challenges going on in people, but you use your faith that the right chemicals are working in your brain. It's healing. Okay? Sitting on that couch talking to the psychologist isn't going to work healing in you. It's just going to talk about the problem and talk about the problem and talk about the problem and recycle the problem and cycle it over again. But if you get the Word of God on the matter and use it, and I'm not saying that uh, there were things that happened in my past that it was good that I was able to, to finally talk about it. But I needed to leave it. Amen? I got over it. Hello? You need, to, you need to jump over that and get over it. Now, I don't say that without compassion because I went through a lot of things in my childhood, but I'm, I'm not there anymore. I'm not parked there. I moved on. All right? I got a better vehicle. Praise the Lord. You want to stay in the Winnebago or whatever, but I went on to the Cadillac of redemption in Christ. Now, we didn't read the rest of that scripture, but again in Mark 6, 56, whenever he entered entered into villages and cities or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well. Why did they want to touch his garment? Because 
He was anointed. They knew there was anointing coming from him. In Luke 6, you can turn there. Remember, teaching, preaching, and healing. I like the way Dad Hagen said it. You won't have healing unless you get the teaching and preaching. And again, we have healing in us already, and we can partake of that. But we're talking about ministering healing to others. Too many times we emphasize uh, the ministry of Jesus that we need to have Jesus here on the earth today laying hands on us, or we need the pastor to lay hands on us. Well, Jesus lives inside of you, and I've already said that several times. You understand what I mean, right? Luke 6, verse 17, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to what? Hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were, who were tormented with unclean spirits, that's oppression, and they were healed. So there's healing from oppression as well. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for the power went out from him and healed them all. Amen. Matthew 9. Let's go there real quickly. Matthew 9. Starting with verse 35. Matthew 9. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now you've heard statements. I've heard them This is a hard area. This is a hard city. Every city will be open to the gospel if you teach and preach the word. That's the only thing that will break the bondage. And we don't have to pull down strongholds in heavenly places. The strongholds are between your ears. The strongholds are in the minds. And we've got to preach the word of God so that people's minds can be renewed. So we don't focus on the the demonic forces in the heavenlies, okay? Well, they're under my feet anyway. We focus on renewing the mind of God and teaching people to use their authority in Christ. And we speak to strongholds if they get in my way, amen? I like what Pastor Nancy says, step over them. You're in the presence of your enemies, just step over them. Don't make them an issue. Verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Praise the Lord. He, he loved people. God loves people. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We need to pray for those who will teach, preach the message of salvation and healing. Amen. They're really one and the same, but you understand. We're emphasizing healing. But we need, to, we need to pray. Lord, send laborers out. And we need. You don't have to pray that you be sent out. You just do it. Wherever you work, uh, wherever you go in the marketplaces, it, be led by the Spirit of, of God. Amen. People need your touch in Jesus' name. Notice the power of the Lord was present uh, to confirm the word that was taught. However, faith was needed to activate that power. In other words, Jesus just didn't teach and minister the anointing out of his own sovereign will. 
He needed people to accept it by faith. He needed people to accept it. He wasn't going to push anything off on anybody. What people received is what they got. Amen. So let's go to Luke chapter 5 real quickly. Is this all right? Just real simple, but, but this paved the way for our ministry today. And there's a difference between the five-fold ministry and the endowments, diversity of gifts on ministry offices, or those who uh, are given to preach and teach in the pulpit, you would say. There's a difference than just the believer who can pray or minister to somebody. And there's a difference between prayer. There's a difference between ministering the anointing. And we'll, we'll be talking more about that next Sunday, as far as I know. <laughs> Luke 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, again, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Notice that. Verse 18. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Now notice, verse 20. When he saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he ministered to them. Healing. They were ready. He knew it. So he ministered the healing power of God, and that man walked away. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn to, to Mark chapter 5. This is my, this is my favorite all-time scripture. Mark 5. Now, when, when we go uh, to Mexico and we, we go to areas where I, I, I just get to preach, this is the, this is the cat's meow for me. I like to start out with this scripture. Mark 5, verse 25. Of course, I'm, I'm reading scriptures and, and teaching to you this morning, uh, but I love it when I get that preach. Mark 5, verse 25. The woman with the issue of blood. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Verse 26. Had suffered many things from, from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. You know, a lot of people that are in that situation... You've been there once before, too, I'm sure. Uh, but we can minister to people. And you may not have time to expound to them the fact that the healer lives inside of them and, and, and they can just take it by faith. People won't always be at the level that you're at. All right? That's why we have the laying on of hands. That's why we can minister to people. That's why we can pray the prayer of agreement with people. That's why we emphasize Uh, that type of ministry, all right? Uh, Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard, what did she hear? That he was anointed, that he was teaching and preaching with authority, and what was he teaching and preaching? Obviously, he was teaching and preaching healing, or she wouldn't have had faith to come receive healing. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. I'm amazed sometimes what ministers preach and teach, and then they have healing lines and expect people to get healed. Because it's a bunch of doubt and unbelief. As if God's just going to push it off on people when they don't even have faith. They don't have faith because they're not being taught right. 
verse 28, for she said, she said what she believed. She said what she had faith because she heard it. If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Her faith spoke out what she believed. With the heart, speak with the mouth. Believe in the heart, speak with the mouth. That's the righteousness of faith. That's the the righteousness of faith that Abraham taught us. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body, in other words, it had manifested, that she was healed of the affliction. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? Why were they thronging him? Because they heard that he was anointed. But why was it that this woman was the one that got healed? Because she's the one that spoke her faith. There were those who were thronging him, hoping, desiring to get some. People are coming to church hoping, desiring to get things. Uh, They're coming around you hoping and desiring. But we've got to tell them, you know what? You've got a part to play. Just like when you play chess, you've got to make your move. God has already made his move. He's waiting on you to make your move. And that is receiving by faith and saying it with your mouth. Can't get any simpler than that. Are we in verse 29? Or verse 30? Okay, 32, thanks. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And the Amplified says, Go into peace and be continually healed of your affliction. In other words, if you get out of peace... You're going to get out of your healing. If you get out of peace, you're going to get out of your healing. You stay in peace by dealing with the thoughts that come to your mind. All right? If you yield to thoughts of sickness and disease, then you're going to experience that. But if you, if you speak to those thoughts, say, no, in Jesus' name, shut up. Whether they're from the devil, whether they're from your own body, whatever they're from, what you're feeling Just stay in peace by saying, no, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. By Jesus, I don't care what symptoms come my way. I don't care what other people are saying. I don't care what financial problems are coming against me. He he took my poverty and lack. You speak the word of God, and it will change. Why? Because God honors faith. Uh, Let's go to Mark 16, and we're going to be wrapping up. I'm actually going to be done by 930. Well, praise the Lord, miracles happen. You're experiencing it right now. But we're not done yet. We, Mark 16. Now, did Pastor get out at 9.30 last week? He told me 9.30. Is it 9.35? It's close. All right. If he can do it, so can I. Mark 16. But I, I've been here when it's taken longer. Well, praise the Lord. Mark 16. And he said to them, or Jesus spoke to his disciples, go. In other other words, Jesus was empowering. Jesus was delegating his authority to his disciples before he went on the cross. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, 
It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. In other words, now they were teaching, preaching, and healing as an example of Jesus' life and ministry. Now this will wrap it up. I wrote out here, all believers may follow the example of Jesus' ministry by going and teaching, preaching, and furthermore, taking the message of salvation or redemption and healing through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus had a special anointing to minister to the sick, and he delegated that anointing to his disciples who were an example of the fivefold ministry offices. In Hebrews 2.4, these ministry offices have special endowments and go along with their call to full-time ministry. However, Jesus said that these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So all believers, I said all believers, should be sharing the word of God about Jesus and praying or ministering to the sick and showing them how to receive by faith or talking to them about the righteousness of faith. Amen. And next week we're going to talk more about the different ways that Jesus ministered to the sick and we're going to explain the difference between the lady and the ministry offices and their endowments. All right, so praise the Lord. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.